the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. It can be really, really hard to keep up with the uh, hottest trends. I mean, uh, these kids today, I mean, they're always thinking of something, right? I mean, honestly, I I always thought I'd be the hip dad who would uh, know uh, everything that's on the cutting edge that my children were going through. And then I find my daughters making uh, jokes and laughing at stuff or listening to songs by artists I've never even heard of, let alone the song. Well, uh, I'm not alone, because uh, if there's one thing that the events of last night (laughs) near Ohio State prove, uh, it is that the uh, criminal kids of Columbus are uh, very inventive. You remember when it was cool? Well, that's probably out of of Vogue, too. I I don't know. Is it good to be cool now or good to be hot? Uh, It's hard for me to know which I should be uh, down with, as the kids say. Maybe kids years ago, I don't know. But you remember when it used to be trendy to steal a car. Wow, look at that. Kids stealing a car. Another kid stealing a car. Hey, use an Apple phone cord. You can steal a Kia. You can steal a Hyundai. Just break off the steering column, tap into it just like you would to charge your phone, and poof, you got your own car. That was trendy for a while. And then, eh, kind of became... Old hat. 10,000 car thefts in a year will do that. Then it became trendy to steal a car and live stream it while you crashed it. Hmm, that's a different twist. Crash it into a school, crash it into a house. Now, I got to say, that didn't stay trendy for very long because it's already been trumped exceeded, surpassed uh, by what appears to be a new trend. Steal a car, get somebody else to steal another car, and then borrow from the second hot trend, crash those two stolen cars, not into a school, not into a house, not into a building, crash those two stolen cars into each other. And if you can roll them over and you get sent to Children's Hospital, Uh, well, I suppose that makes for even more compelling social media video. Yes, we have four minors hospitalized after a car flipped and crashed. Well, I guess this was South Columbus. I was thinking 18th. Oh, I thought, oh, I was thinking 18th threw me off. I thought it was Ohio State. No, it's 18th Street near Freebus Avenue near Vassar Village. The two cars collided at the intersection, which caused one car to flip over. Uh, One of the kids is said to have suffered serious physical harm, although all four are expected to survive. Thank goodness for that. We'd hate to add to the numbers of juveniles who were killed in stolen car crashes. Uh, But that's the uh, situation. That is the situation. A 2021 Kia Sorento going north on 18th Street. At the time, a 2018 Honda minivan 
Hey, don't start he- stealing Honda minivans now. <laughs> Stay away from the Odyssey, all right? Uh, was going westbound on Freebus. The two collided at the intersection. And you know what happened after that. Okay, so there you go. Uh, now you're up on the coolest trends of the uh, criminal Columbus kids out there. Uh, if you're expecting anything to change with the uh, bond or the punishment approaches taken by uh, Franklin County Municipal Court, I would say don't get your hopes up. Because here's another story at the top of the news on Friday morning. Judge James Green, I'm looking at his bio here, looks very handsome in a bow tie, goes well with the shaved head, very uh, professorial glasses and the graying uh, salt and pepper beard, very nice. Judge Green has been a Franklin County Municipal Court judge for more than 25 years, I'm reading right off his bio, and is the most senior judge on the Municipal Court bench. Prior to becoming a judge, he served as the administrator with the Ohio Supreme Court as an and as an assistant Franklin County prosecutor. Well, that explains a lot. That explains a lot why Judge Green, having served in the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office, given its complete disinterest in punishing people for crimes they commit, it explains now why Judge Green gave a $25,000 bond to uh, someone who, he's not a kid, he's 45, Sean Briggs, who crashed his car into a pole on Weber Road near the I-71 ramp in North Linden on Saturday. Well, you say, wow, $25,000. Judge Green must be a hanging judge. $25,000 for, you know, just crashing. It's not even a stolen car. It was his own car. Into a pole? Uh, Wait, there's more. Uh, Mr. Briggs, that's the driver, Uh, was pulled over for a traffic stop on I-70. Now, if you know Columbus, you know that I-70 and I-71 intersect not exactly at I-71 and Weber Road. You're a long way from I-71 and Weber Road if you were pulled over on I-70. And indeed, Mr. Briggs was pulled over, and then he fled from police. Why did he flee from police? Well, because they suspected that he had been drinking. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. As uh, Mr. Briggs, after being uh, stopped kind of by himself more than by police because he had fled the first traffic stop and then crashed his car, the police Notice that his car is on fire or is about to catch fire. And they did uh, what police do in that situation. No, what police really do. Not what activists like Ben Crump, more on him in a minute, and Al Sharpton say police do. They would say that, oh, police, they're, I mean, if they're right, Crump and Sharpton at Al, if they're right, and police are hunting black men, then when a guy crashes his car, most cops, I guess, if they're, you know, living up to the expectations or down to the expectations of Al Sharpton and Ben Crump, they just sit there and watch the guy's car burn with him inside it. Not these Columbus police. These Columbus police uh, elected to, according to their training, disregard the knuckleheadedness 
of Mr. Briggs and went over and pulled him out of the vehicle before it burst into flames. So what did uh, Mr. Briggs do? Did he extend a hand of friendship? Thank you, officer, for saving my life. Uh, No, he attempted to grab the officer's gun. That's a bad move. Um, This was before the crash at I-71 and Weber Road. I misread the report. So he's at I-70. They arrest him for, for whatever they think, reckless driving probably. Then they smell alcohol on his breath. The cop goes up. The other cop comes over. I smell alcohol. Okay, let's pull him over. Let's, let's give him a field sobriety test. Mr. Briggs uh, grabs the officer's gun, tries to wrestle it away from him. The second officer tases him. Then Mr. Briggs flees. Then he crashes his car into the pole. Then they pull him out. And after all this, now back to Judge Green. Remember him? Shaved head, bow tie, salt and pepper beard, 25 years as a municipal court judge. He gives him a $25,000 bond to be released from jail. A guy who tried to take a cop's gun. What do you think he was going to do with the gun? Just look at it? I'm just curious. What kind of gun do you have, officer? What should we presume? Shouldn't we presume the worst possible outcome of somebody who's trying to steal a gun off a police officer? Not Judge Green. Nope. Judge Green gave him a $25,000 bond. Which means that Mr. Briggs can get a bail bondsman to post 10% of that, $2,500. And Mr. Briggs can be out and about walking around. And uh, that is, in fact, what has happened. So, um, there you go. Did this... uh, Hunter Biden-like sweetheart deal in terms of the bond that Judge James Green set? Did it trace to the fact that Sean Briggs has a sterling, sparkling, spotless police record? Uh, That would be a no. Uh, Mr. Briggs pleaded guilty to improper handling of a firearm. Gee, I would consider that relevant since he was trying to take a cop's gun. In a motor vehicle in 2014, he was sentenced to three years of community control. Doesn't sound... This is another failure of our community to control its people. (laughs) Three years of community control. What a joke. He's also pleaded guilty in 2013 to a charge of falsification, so he's lied about his identity, when he was given a six-month suspended sentence and ordered to serve three months probation. There you go. That's the Franklin County justice system. Hooray. And as I said earlier, Ben Crump, race-hustling legal provocateur announced yesterday that to the surprise of absolutely no one, Ben Crump is going to be representing the truck driver who was mauled by a police dog in Circleville on July the 4th. So uh, Ben Crump's coming to town and uh, I can't wait for him to tell us how racist we are. Uh, I have nothing but contempt uh, for people of all races, ethnicities, nationalities who sow seeds of discord in our culture and who refuse to acknowledge the truth. There are many violators in every single ethnic group of every single race. And uh, Ben Crump, uh, the uh, attorney who has represented Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and Keenan Anderson, 
Uh, Keenan got shortchanged in that. I don't recall his name. The others, of course, are celebrated uh, cases of uh, purported police misconduct. Uh, Ben Crump is coming to Central Ohio to represent the truck driver who uh, led police on a low-speed O.J. Simpson wannabe chase, although props for doing it in a semi-truck and trailer, if you thought you could get away from cops in that. (laughs) Hubris admired, uh, mental capacity not so much. Uh, And you know what happened. Circleville uh, officer in charge of a canine dog uh, came up, and uh, the highway patrol was on site and said, do not release the dog, do not release the dog. I don't know if they... I don't know if this officer who got fired uh, didn't hear the order. I don't know if he heard the order and disregarded it. If that is the case, then his firing is justified. I presume an investigation will show that. I just have one question about this. Uh, I keep seeing in headlines and in copy, and here's the copy, here's the headline in the Columbus Dispatch, civil rights attorney Ben Crump to represent truck driver mauled by Circleville police dog. Uh, prominent civil rights attorney Ben Crump announced Thursday that he is representing Jadarius Rose, the truck driver, mauled by a Circleville police dog on July the 4th. What what comes to mind when you hear the word mauled? Like, I had a neighbor years ago in my hometown, and she was mauled by a dog. It was horrific. Um, it's It scarred her literally, but more... Um, Damaging, it scarred her physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. If this truck driver was genuinely mauled, and I don't know if he was or wasn't, but here's what I would say. I find it curious that we've never been told, it's never been reported, how many stitches he needed. Because a mauling implies that you are really, really, really badly harmed, okay? He may have been. I hope he wasn't. But the fact that I've never seen the medical attention required to restore him or to get him into a position where he could recover, I find somewhere between curious and suspicious now, someone may be able to send me a news report or a picture that confirms and authenticates and justifies the use of the word mauled. I hope not, because I don't want anybody hurt that way. I had a terrific, I had a terrible fear of being bitten by a dog when I was a paper boy growing up in my hometown because my brother was bitten by a dog, and it scared me badly. It took me a long time to get over my fear of dogs, and we have had German Shepherds, and we have a couple dogs now, including a big nasty German shepherd to protect the premises. And uh, I'm just saying, if uh, this truck driver was truly mauled, then all the people reporting on this are really missing out on a chance to like drive another nail in the coffin of their clear police hatred. Because it's obvious they are really, really, really into this story and I'm not saying it's not a story. It is a story. When an officer is fired, when a dog, when the function, when the training does not function according to how it should tr- function, that is a deficiency that must be uh, fixed. Because we have canine dogs are very useful in police uh, matters, but they have to be 
trained in a detailed, precise way, and they have to be deployed in a detailed, precise way. You cannot have police dogs mauling people, unless, of course, you're the president, and then you can. You can have, like, two German shepherds mauling people, Secret Service agents. I guess they don't count. But at any rate, I'm struck that if this truck driver was genuinely mauled, let's say he needed, like, 50 stitches, then then our woke media is missing another brick they could drop on the head of law enforcement. So-and-so required 50 stitches, 75 stitches, 100 stitches, 200 stitches. They're missing an opportunity. But what if, I'm just curious, let's present the other side of the possibility. What if Jadarius Rose, who was in this situation where he could be bitten and and perhaps mauled by a dog, a police dog, he was in that situation because he had failed to cooperate with police when they stopped him the first time. And what if he didn't have any stitches? Or what if he had three stitches? Or what if he had five stitches? Would that change how you view the incident? And what would it say about the continual use in the media and by Ben Crump of the word mauled? I would like to know, because right now I'm in the dark and I need to know, is mauled a fair characterization of what happened to this gentleman? Or is mauled an exaggerated description of what happened to this this gentleman. I do not know. But I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to see reported what kind of medical attention did he require. I have never seen that reported. And yes, I will say, I will admit that I am suspicious of the characterization of his injuries given the fact that I have not seen that reported. Because here's what I know without question. If, Brent, if Ben Crump thought he could use the number of stitches this person suffered in this incident, then Ben Crump would be sh- standing on the tallest soapbox he could find, the sturdiest soapbox he could find, with the biggest megaphone and loudspeaker he could find, and he'd be screaming it at the top of his lungs. Because if Ben Crump had that ammunition in his arsenal, He would delight in the fact that it would, down the road, put lots more money in his pocket because he is a shameless race hustler. And all you have to do is look at the fact that he represented Trayvon Martin and Breonna Taylor, two people who caused their own issues with police. Breonna Taylor by the company that she chose to be with and Trayvon Martin by not cooperating. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.